Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. It is a glorious Monday in Columbus, Ohio. We are in Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. It's time for a fun, casual conversation about those Ohio State Buckeyes. It's, boy, spring is in the air. The brackets are out. Spring ball started. Players are out getting drunk and probably With spring break. Spring, <laughs> spring break. Spring How break weird! Out. How weird is that? You start spring ball right, and then you're like, "All right, we're taking a week off." It's Here we go. Urban started this, and I'm like, "It's the most genius thing ever." Well, as we digress to football immediately. <laughs> we have to. Sorry. We have to. Well, I was going. <laughs> I'm to. just. By the way, that's Justin's with Bobby Carpenter, Spencer Holbrook in this week. I'm Austin Ward. Nicole is down there with Chris Holtman right now for his show this week, getting ready for the tournament. And Berm, I think, has. I don't know, an owie. Firm's old. Some sort of owie. Is arthritis. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. yes, spring break is underway. It's so strange. And it is a good setup, I think. Well, because you, it gives you more content. I love it. You get a week of, like, <laughs> a week more in here. We used to have, it's spring break, like, it used to always be spring ball was a month. You had 15 practices. Mm-hmm. It usually go, like, 3-3, three, three, get your six, then, like, 4-4. Four, four, like, the spring game would count as one. And yeah. so, you'd have it all there and just be kind of crammed in. We'd get back. Tress used to bring us back. And I'm surprised that they don't do this. Remember we started oh, yeah. coming back on Sunday night? Sunday night, nights, yeah. At you a, have a meeting Sunday night. 8, eight uh-huh. o'clock team meeting. People come in all burnt uh-huh. or just suntan from wherever they were. Still drunk, straight from <laughs> yes, the airport. I believe. I mean, like, it was amazing. And so, they do that to make sure everyone was back. But Urban took it to a new level. Like, you know what? And it was different, too, because – we you wouldn't start spring ball during finals week, so we were on quarters. So going yeah. to semester, yeah, that that changed that. allowed it to kind of mm-hmm. change up a little bit, and so you can have two practices. Then we'll give you the week off. You know what's going on. We can still input things. And by the way, your meeting the meeting time doesn't count. It's not a day's number of meetings. And then we come back, and then we can have a whole another four weeks. Yeah. And so you can stretch that over six, six weeks. Six. More content, more content for the folks. Give it to me. That's right. And the only thing, and then you give your guys like now. It's like, well, you're in the middle of spring ball. It wasn't like before, like, oh, I'm done with finals. Let's mm-hmm. go. Party times. Get back. <laughs> now, like, they come back, and Mickey Marotti's like, hey, we expect you to be ready. Mm-hmm. Don't be coming back in dehydrated and tired and not doing any of your three prescribed workouts and, you know, getting hurt. And there's the reality of that. Hydrate. <clears throat> it was always weird because I, I never went on a spring break. Neither did I. I. I mean, most of us didn't because oh. we had spring break, and then that Tuesday or whatever it was, you started practice. So you had to be – you know, I always thought to myself, I had to be in shape. I had to stay and work out. I had well, that's because you, ba- you cared about well, what you did. <laughs> Fair. And, you know, I was trying to play a position that matters <laughs> somewhat. I mean, they all matter, I guess. But, you know, huh. that guy's touching the ball every play. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was trying to be the guy. So it's, Scott McMullen used to go on. Uh, Scotty Mack's a different bird now. Come on now. <laughs> he just rolls Scott, out of bed. Scotty Mack. The, really guns, the gunslinger, he could roll out of bed there's and certain, get it. There's certain players. I was going to ask where you guys went on spring break. Oh, yeah. He's saying you never did it. I, never we, did. I, I never thought d- you guys took some trips out to no. Vegas. And well, we did that, we did that in, in what, February before, yeah. oh, okay. before that's, 6 a.m. Like that's a trip. Nick and AJ turned 21 like in early, mid-February. Yeah, so it was like right after Nick's birthday, we went out. Yeah. And that was kind of it. Like That was four days. But the thought of like... Going down to Panama City and For doing that week sounds awesome. Oh, sounds great! But the thought of coming back, <laughs> like and having practice, could you imagine? Those are like just like Ooh. the ultimate, the ultimate, the penultimate first Friday is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
the penultimate Sunday scaries would be getting back oh, from spring break <laughs> and then also having a workout uh, the yeah. next day. Like a 6 a.m. on Monday morning. You would just lay there and watch the hand. Oh, throw like a time change. Oh, yeah, throw that too. into it. You just watch the clock spin around, sweating out <laughs> yeah. alcohol. Probably still smell like cigarettes and everything else. Have some glitter on you still. I mean, just... Uh. Brutal. Oh, and by the way, you're sweating back hurts because the sunburn. Knowing like how you're gonna put your you're shoulder put your pads, pads on. Ah, it hurts. It feels so bad. Like that. That is. That's nothing that, I wanted to be a part of. That kept us at home for that. Yeah. Week. No doubt about it. That sounds like spring break in Athens. Spring break in Athens is fun. I, I went to Daytona one year. Of course. Yeah. You guys, well, then in Athens, they've got, like, the fests in May. Oh, they'd yeah. all go down. Oh. They would have, like, another Memorial Day pseudo spring break where everyone would go down to Hilton Head. It, My brother played them. Like, right? is this real? He goes, oh, yeah, everybody goes. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, the whole school, basically. <laughs> they just all line up and drive down. I did a spring break in Hilton Head. Uh, there were no college students whatsoever except for, like, three groups of OU kids. Yeah. And it's it's like, why did we go to? I did not know, you know that. A, 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 to get drunk on the beach with people we already yeah, know. Probably because yeah, the weather exactly. was more reliable down there. Yeah, but it was like elderly people, and that's it. And then like OU students, so there was no no in between. There's the retirement community, that's just old. like Athens. What, what <laughs> just like guys, Athens. Old people while dangerous still behind the wheel still <laughs> serve a purpose. Still serve a purpose. Uh, yeah, it's strange. Break. It's strange to uh, get that week out. Did, no, you were talking about meetings. Are they having? They're not this. They're week. not this they're, week. They but do like, nothing in. But they have meetings like three days yeah, of yeah, meetings yeah, last week. So you oh, get that. Sure. You get that fifth week of meetings. Well, and there. you might get this. Take this with you. Oh, next. Oh, of course. <laughs> they, 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 we're, we're going to be tracking what you're watching next week. It's like drink, drink from a fire hose. They put a bazillion things in. Mm-hmm. Okay, you screw all this up. Watch this. Uh, let's have all that fixed by the time we get back. No more of those. So we'll give you a week to kind of let it all soak in. Yeah. First yeah. impressions are important. They get a, an entire week to soak up those first impressions. You make a good first impression, you got a week off. Now you got to come back and follow it up. You make a, bad a second first impression. first impression. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You make well, a, you get it. It's a second chance because then you put on the pads. That's going to be different than I last mean, week. I want you to think about. Some of the guys who just got here from you know high school, they came in. You know, they were here for a couple of weeks. You know, they, or months. They got they get to six a.m. Then it's like, hey, get out! Like, they're just like going back home to be like, honestly, to be king. Imagine going back home. All your friends are in school, yeah. and you're just, like, your <laughs> yeah, you're just out. hanging out. Like you go into the school and just walk around for a while, see yeah, everybody, well, work well, out. Well, what is you supposed to do? Yeah, like, just to st- stop in on your French class. Like? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, yeah. Are there girls there? <laughs> are there girls? Hey, man, it's the best. <laughs> There's no one here now, but when there are people here, it's great. Yeah. Um, those first impressions, though. I know Bob was out there. I saw this this young linebacker walking around. I thought he was a recruit, getting all the glass. <laughs> was Jeremy, was Jeremy talking there. to him, yeah. trying to get, find yeah. out if he was an elite family? or? That's right. Burn was trying to get the details. Like, oh, no, this guy's already out of ah, here. That's too bad. Uh, like no, I, get, I got my COVID year. Oh, COVID year. <laughs> COVID year coming back. We all, we all get those? Everyone comes back. <laughs> so we'll see you in the spring game. You can so give us uh, two good drives. Absolutely. I can give you two good drives. A <laughs> little bit of pass rush there, but uh, – yeah, it was fun watching some of those young guys, guys moving around, new positions, you know, hanging out, uh, getting to see some different things. Like, it was uh, it was pretty great. I mean, Very- I know it was a spring practice, and I wasn't there, but could you tell a difference coaching-wise the de- um, defensive oh, staff? Yeah. I mean, it's all new, so they, it's going to be different. Well, but everybody's when you sit back, it's like, oh, okay, this is different from what I saw last year type thing. I said this. It'll be great for the quarterbacks. Because they do a lot of different things defensively. And I was amazed. Day one, they, they didn't have many busts. Day two, all right, it mm-hmm. started to see it. Like, you're waiting to see some of the free runners where, like, someone just screwed up, you know, and they, they messed up yeah. everything, let a guy go. Uh, didn't really happen first day. Second day, saw a little bit more of it, and that was, uh, that was a reality. Um, but they do a lot of 
post-snap movement. Mm-hmm. Like you're sitting there and you're like, all right, this looks single high. Is it going to mm-hmm. be man? Is it going to be zone? And they're spinning. They'll change where their doubles are. They've got some like stuff that we used to kind of run with spags, like uh, cover two trap concepts that will convert to double, cover four on vertical. So there's – and it all kind of looks the same. And so as a quarterback, yeah. like I was watching those guys to see like – all right, single high, double high. Like now, my gut into my my reads. Is it man or are they you're chasing? able to see them as you're yeah. taking your drop to see what they do to where you know what are they chasing? Yeah. Single high? Are they chasing? Are they setting up? Mm-hmm. Like and there's who is the double on? Are they double inside? Are they double out? And like there's just a lot of good stuff where they hold landmarks. Yeah. And, and like I said, there was some process day one. The offense didn't have much stuff in day two. You put a little more, and all yeah, of a sudden sure. it's like, oh, I'm showing here. I can't press this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna work through some things. But it was it was fun. It was great to see those guys, especially on the back end. Like, you know, Court Williams is out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Court, you know, made some huge strides. Watching like Tommy Eichenberg kind of pick up where he left off. Like some of these Ronnies out there running around. Like these dudes kind of picking up off of where they were, and now understanding football better. And so when you're having these new concepts. It's going to challenge you a little bit, but just your general knowledge of the game is at a higher level, and so you can absorb things at a faster rate. I felt like that was key, Jay-Z, is that these guys, we've talked about it over and over about how young they were. Like You don't have to be necessarily experienced just in one system to play well. Mm -hmm. Just being on the field and playing football is meaningful. Whatever you build up on your, your body reps and familiarity with the speed of the game how dude reps dude reps how yes. significant those dude reps are no matter what system you're running because you guys played in different systems mm-hmm. like different playbooks like that's part of football but you still have to be able to understand how to yeah. to run tackle play at speed all those other things yeah you just I mean, my worry or you know not that it's a worry but with the new staff they're going to be playing more up here Right now, it then, is. then go, mm-hmm. you know, right? Play play fast, yeah. uh, you know, because right now they're, all right, man, I got this, I got to do this, I got, they moved here, I got to go, you know, like there's so much that that back, that back side of the defense, I imagine, is just dealing with getting the calls in, you know, knowing who's making the, you know, adjustments, this yeah. or that, what the offense does. Uh, I, I think this is just that time, and we've talked about it, where they can understand what the coaches are trying to do, you know, the, the process behind their calls, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. And then, you know, towards the end of spring, maybe they're playing a little bit faster and they're understanding it a little bit more. And, you know, they're able to make some different checks that coaches might sit back and say, man, they picked that up quick. Like, this is awesome. So that, I think that's springtime is, is, is a lot of that. And, you know, this week off, getting that introduction, maybe, you know, like we talked about, this might be a week from, oh, okay. You know, we either got to do this, we got to pick this up here, we got to do something different here. But, you know, they're going to have this week to kind of sit back and, and take a lot of that in. That was thrown at him, you know, early in the first two. Yeah. Take a lot of <laughs> Let's hope not. Luckily for those guys on defense, though, Jim Knowles is known as a guy who simplifies everything mm-hmm. and makes really difficult concepts and a lot of movements pre and post snap yeah. easy to understand. Difficult he's, movements made simple. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's known as a guy who is going to teach those things, yeah. you know, at a very almost elementary level yeah. to give these guys oh, a chance. You mean like explain to me the situation in Ukraine like I was a third grader? <laughs> so they have eleven guys. We have eleven guys we need to tackle the guy with the ball and try to keep them in as few of yards as possible <laughs> and never let them into the colored paint area at the end the way you see jim Knowles get up out of the chair show the microphone as the offensive guy and say okay we got to give it a hip to the microphone mm. tackle that way you know those kind of things hips on dudes <clears throat> yeah hips on dudes there's nothing like the experience 
of getting hips on dudes, and they have Ohio State well, in the I'm defense. Not like quarterback, <laughs> I didn't put many hips on. Dudes. Didn't put many hips on dudes. Well, they were trying to put one hips time, on you, Jay Z. One time I put a hip on a dude. Look at that attractive he dude. Let's go it. put a hip on him. <laughs> a lot of experience in the defense. A lot of experience putting hips on dudes. But it's a new system. Luckily, like I said, Jim Knowles seems to be the kind of coach that makes it simple for them to understand. So those difficult concepts become relatively easy by the end of spring. And I think part of it, he does a good job teaching it, like understanding why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And, th- and also, like it's just one time, even if you're in a different system, you can look at it now. Okay, we're doing some stuff differently, but I know what the opposite side of the ball. I've seen these things before. So while my terminology may be a little bit different. It's while very I, different. Yeah, very different. And while, you know, there's all these different crazy things. We're running different stuff. Like, I know, okay, when they come out in this formation or they do this or there's this set on the other side, like, I have an idea now of kind of what they want to run. And honestly, like, for the defense, that's a little bit easier because you're seeing much of the same style of offense that Ryan Day had. So, hey, yeah. they want to install what are our basic plays. The defense knows that for the most part. Mm-hmm. I knew we were going to put in Y shallow, home route, all these mm-hmm. different oh, – yeah. the difference, like the three plays that are <laughs> – oh, here we go. This is what it is. This is what if it got, is. We, if we got crazy, we'd swap it, and the yeah. dig would come from the other side. <laughs> it you was know, crazy. Like, so you know what your day one install is. Regardless of, hey, we might be running something I don't know, but I know what they're going to do. So like, <laughs> I can kind of be right in cheap yeah, with that, and we'll be, we'll be okay. I'm just going to run their play and not worry about mine and be in the right spot. This stuff with the way Jim Knowles teaches, and I said it in February, people can put as much stock into press conferences as they want. I I tend to think that the way you communicate in a room of 50, 60 media members and, and your personality, uh, how you describe what you are, your philosophies, like you don't have to open up the playbook for us. That's We're never going to get that. I don't even want it. Mm-hmm. I can't understand yeah. it at that <laughs> level. Like That doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, if we're talking about... Spencer said walking it through at an elementary level or a 100 level. Um, you know, 400 or level. Or an 050 level. Yeah. You, you save that for the, fla- for the players. But, like, I'm just impressed with the way he engages anybody. And, you know, standing up to tackle the microphone, um, I haven't seen that very often. Now, does that mean that in September uh, they're going to come out and be the number one defense in the country just because he's, you know, a cool and unique dude? No. I mean, but – I think it's a glimpse at the way he probably is teaching in the meeting rooms, and that's pretty significant in my mind. If, number one, he's a detail-oriented guy, and you can see that when he's talking through things. It's like our guy Schlegs. If you get Schlegs gassed up on something, he's going to tell you about the details of this sub right here and how, you know what, you go with the base layer of the lettuce, and then it's important. You want to have the tomato because it's big to cover and protect the lettuce, but then you put the peppers and the onions on. And, and look at these mozzarella sticks down here. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, then he gets and then, he goes the and then a squirrel runs by. That's what makes it elite. But Jim Knowles, like, if you can't explain something, and I, I've – Someone told me this a long time ago with business deals, and they're like, they joke. Explain it to me like I'm a fifth grader. Dumb it down. Like if you can't explain that as a coach to people who don't understand, mm-hmm. you have players who don't fully understand. So if you can't explain it that well, you don't truly know it and understand it yourself. Yeah. And that's a big piece. And so when you can sit there and like, hey, I'm a brain surgeon explaining to a brain surgeon. I'm a brain surgeon explaining to a resident, explaining to a first-year you know. Uh, a freshman in college yeah. or explaining to a, to, to a patient or some kids on career day. Like I can, I can break it down and give it to them in a digestible form with the level of detail that they need. And that is a massive skill. It's almost like I talked to a former UCLA offensive lineman, Sean Ryan, not to put this into the offense, but I asked him what makes Justin Fry a good coach when you're just starting to learn something. He said he puts everything into buckets. 
Mm. And, and you put everything into buckets, and then you take those buckets and you pour them all in the same trough. And so, Gosh, it, it sounds like you're making hairy buffalo over there. But <laughs> sounds like you're on spring break. Some jungle juice for spring break. <laughs> yeah. But when you do that, you can teach things pretty simply, and then yeah. make them all come together. And I think that's what Jim Knowles does really well. That's what Justin Fry does really well. And that's what's going to make these guys learn things on the fly. But it's not going to seem on like the they're fry. Yeah, on, <laughs> on the fry. Hey, there we go. I'd say that might be it's fry time, baby. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I thought uh, I don't know where to go with that. We're gonna have a fry day. That's we got a lot of it. We have what do we have? Fried ooh, mozzarella oh, fried mozzarella sticks. Sticks. Is that the, uh, that are coming for appetizer the Tuesday. Tuesday? Is that it's the featured be, appetizer? That's gonna be the featured appetizer, mm. and I mean they're delicious, Bob. They, oh, that's they, like good. listen, this is basically you know your ace. Your this is the guy the the mozzarella it's sticks. Faithful, if you if you're looking really for an appetizer, you know they're gonna be gonna build it's, a program. It's gonna chew up seven right. innings for you. Probably give up <laughs> no more than three runs. Probably maybe give you an eighth inning. Like you're not gonna go wrong. No one's gonna say, hey, throw the mozz sticks. Yeah, it's gonna get rid be, of those in the second inning. We're, no, yeah, they're gonna be able going to get, deep. You're, they <laughs> with the because some of the other stuff like Schlegs loves the mac and cheese bites, Bill Zwick loves the fried mushroom. Everybody yeah. likes something different. Yeah. But this is something that like everybody gets right. behind. Yeah, Throw your like ace, fried cheese. the mott sticks, the great marinara sauce. What is Schlegs like? Some sort of other sauce. He's, he's on. He's on the uh, mac and cheese bite. Yeah, mac and cheese. But the marinara sauce, two bucks. Featured appetizer. Think Schlegs likes the ranch. Yeah, that's gross. He wants to go ranch. That's. I think that's the wrong move. It really is. It's not a terrible move. There's really well, the nothing. Is, there's really I nothing you can you dip ranch, ranch into. Yeah. I'm a big ranch. Guy. Putting yeah. ranch on on mott sticks is the equivalent of I trying to bo- block Joey Bosa with a running back on a fourth down. It's a James Franklin move. I don't know it's about that. I don't, I don't know if I go that, that that far. Um, it's still tasty. Best case scenario, Bosa gets confused, trips and falls <laughs> down, and doesn't get there. Worst case scenario, he just tackles everyone. <laughs> just tackles everybody. James Franklin just over there, like. Come on, trip, Joey. <laughs> Let's see if this fourth and sixth zone read will work, too, a couple years mm, later. Just right. big game, James. Uh, what do we think about that terminology you brought up, Bob? The adjuster? Mm. I don't know if bandit I like that. The adjuster. Got the bandit and the adjuster. We know we're going to have the, the Leo up front. Yeah, so is it the Leo? Is that what we're going with now? I, think I heard, like, Jack. Initially, was it? we thought Jack it was going to be different. called the Jack. The Meoff? But, but I, yeah, I think, okay. I think it's going to be Leo. Gotcha. Probably to avoid that situation. That's perfect. So we've got that. We've got yeah. the uh, the. We'll be yelling that was, really loud well, in the, the stadium. What did you say? The ga- the adjuster and what was the other one? <clears throat> the, the bandit. Bandits. The bandit. The not bandit the bullet. Boundary. The bandit. Not the bullet. No. Bandit. Yes. Yeah, so bandit is boundary safety. Boundary safety. He's going to be your box guy. So it's different kind That's of. That's where Court Williams type. is right now. Mm-hmm. So we saw as we saw last week. Court mm-hmm. Williams looks like a good bandit. Big dude. Physical. <laughs> he did look big. I saw a picture. I, I love Court. I'm like, buddy, let's just. Just give in to you don't. You don't have to. Just submit to go play linebacker. <laughs> like I mean, dude, I know you want to do this. Pack on a few more pounds and go. But not even that much. Mu- not yeah. even that much. Mu- I mean, you look big. I'm like, buddy, if you just don't fight weight, you'll be 230. I mean, he he's got he had a 17 inch neck when he was a senior. They <laughs> called him Jailhouse. That was his nickname. Burn so knew that. The Jailhouse Bandit is that a new? The oh, oh wow, oh, Jailhouse. He's coming strong. Be the Jailhouse Bandit. But that's kind of your box guy, which is it's a boundary. You don't have to. Move quite as much, and then you've got more of your traditional nickelish player, which will be the adjuster who will find you know that Wait, second. There, no, I don't there's think, a nickel. <coughs> yeah, I think the nickel is actually called the nickel. Yes, uh, which is creative. And it's then a, you have your, it's your, a new twist. And then you have, your, then you have your, your middle of the field safety, and then your adjuster who kind of adjusts off the nickel and kind of picks up that extra. Which slot. is where Ronnie Hickman is now, and where I and where I think it's interesting is that's got to be the spot for Josh Proctor when he's full go. Yeah, he's the middle of the field guy. So, yeah. so what do you do then with Ronnie Hickman? Does that mean that Court Williams moves? I, I, I don't, know. I don't rota- know how the pieces I think go. they can rotate those guys through. I mean, the reality is 
in college football now you're playing 90 snaps a game. Like, and Ronnie Hickman, I think, can kind of do both, and you can roll those guys. And honestly, like Josh Proctor, he has to he has to be healthy. He he can he's physically right. is great and can run and hit and all that. But I mean, you always want to make sure you have backup plans where other guys can kind of move. And I mm-hmm. I like some position flexibility there to be able to kind of move guys through. Who'd you say McAllister's playing? Tanner McAllister yeah, and Cameron Martinez in the nickel, nickel. Just to start. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's a guy that knows knows the system and can kind of help get yeah. people in place early yeah. on. I thought the I thought. Uh, Burke and um, well, I guess Cam isn't playing. Ledges, the Ledges looked pretty good so yeah. far. I was as well. pretty impressed with Ledge and Cavazos, and I've been pretty critical uh, of him in the past. And I think that sometimes, he, it just sometimes it takes a little bit and, for guys to click and get confident. And I think that he realized. He, I wrote about this uh, earlier at Letterman Row. Like he's kind of in between because you have Denzel Burke and Cameron Brown. Uh, Cam Brown is again on a little bit of a, a rep count to get through spring. He's fine. He's going to be fine. He's he was doing individual work. Uh, and then you have the younger guys, where there's so much talk about you know, Jordan Hancock, for example, mm-hmm. and, and you know Johnson. These two guys coming behind, and Legends just right there in the middle. Like you're either you're not going to catch up maybe to the starters, and you could get passed by these guys behind, but you better be ready. You got to fill your space, mm-hmm. man. The you next gotta, one in there. It's like the caliphate, unclaimed land. You've got to grab that stuff right now <laughs> and gobble it up. Yeah. Gobble. And I'm serious because if not, like you said, you start getting pinched from get, both sides. Get shrunk. Or you haven't fully established. So this spring is going to be big for him, or they'll have confidence coming out and saying, "Hey, you're going to be our first rotational piece in." I think more than anything, it was just because again they didn't have the full pads on. I don't know how well he tackled. I don't. You know, I don't know what happened. I'm gonna tell you this. this: Hopefully, you're not tackling too much at corner because you're yeah, not cutting. Don't want to be the doing guy you are covering isn't catching the ball. But that was there were two things. I thought physically, it looked like, you know, he hadn't fully accepted in the past what Mickey Marotti and everybody else was trying to put on him. And you could see some really cool Instagram photos, but you didn't really see it translate to the field. And then there were opportunities where there were tackles that he had to make, and he didn't seem to want to do that. And I think that. As you said, sometimes it takes – it's not even just the physical part. Mentally, he has to accept the challenge, and I, I just it, – it looks like he is. I don't know. It's two practices. I think he's, I think he's buying in based upon what I saw there. I mean, he – because you could pout about, like, well, I should be out there more, yeah. you know, this and that. He's getting an opportunity. Cam isn't out there, mm-hmm. so he they put him in. Yeah. You were next up. Yeah. We're going to give you the first opportunity for this. Yeah. And we're not going to put, you know, Herb Hancock in there. We're going to give it to you. Yeah. You're a veteran guy, highly recruited player. And honestly, like, Ledge is a terrific athlete. Yeah. It's just getting the athleticism to line up with sometimes the play consistently on the field because he'll do some great things. And then you're like, ah, you know, we, we can't we can't have that. And right. So I think this is going to be a good opportunity. I didn't see very many of those plays where, like, come on, Ledge. Like, he looked competitive. He was out there. He was taking coaching well. And I think, honestly, like, uh, um, Tim Walton and, uh, my goodness. Perry Eliano. Perry Eliano. Like, both of those guys, I like the way that they've coached. They've done a good job. It's big shoes to fill with yep. Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes. I thought both of them were excellent at coaching technique and communicating. But Tim and Perry, I thought, did a really good job here this last week. They've got good players to work with. That helps. But they <laughs> communicating with those guys. And you guys wonder if they too. just look at their roster and say, man, we got all these players to pick from. It's pretty crazy. And I, the guy that I'm watching, Bob, I'm curious what you, what you saw, if anything. I know Chip Trainum had an interception on Tuesday. Guys, guys put together pretty well. And he's got experience in Power 5 football, but it's on the other side of the football. I don't know if he's going to take to it as quickly as Steel Chambers did, but I certainly think there's a possibility of that. And you might have two former running backs out there running around at linebacker. Yeah, and that's, uh, it's, it's interesting when you see that guy, you know, transferring in and then making that move. And, you know, there, there's a learning curve. 
but that's you've got the spring ball to kind of figure that out. It's a pretty crowded room because yeah. you, you cut down from three backers to two. And what's what's interesting too is I think I'm, I'm curious to see how Jim Knowles will adjust because you're going to face teams that run 21 personnel, 22 personnel, 12, where you can't run a four-two-five. No, mm-hmm. unless that dude that's the the five, the five man is. Court Williams. Yeah, Court yeah. Williams, who can play man-to-man <laughs> on a receiver. He weighs 230 pounds. Like, <laughs> there aren't too many dudes that can do that in right. this world. Like, It's a very limited selection set. Those guys are usually top 10 picks that can have that. And so there'll be space for other guys to kind of slide in. Uh, but he looked good. I mean, I liked what Tommy was doing. I thought Tommy picked up. Eichenberg picked up right where he left off. You know, Cody's battling some things right now with his injury. And, yeah. you know, he'll – Probably won't be in spring ball much in a physical way. Steel, this is a big opportunity for him to kind of get out there. And so they've kind of moved this stuff. Mitchell Melton, throwing him out there Boy. at the at – the, and maybe they changed it from Jack because that's Sawyer's first name. Yeah, and he's so playing. too confusing. Like, <laughs> Jack, we need a Jack. I'm coming. 30 I'm there. Coming off what do you need? And honestly, that might be part of it. Like, I never really thought about that. But I thought he looked the most natural of all of those guys. Jack at, or Melton? Uh, Jack. Melton, I think, has a chance to be pretty good. He did some good things. Jack looks really comfortable rushing out of a two-point and being able to drop and move around and just having the full yeah. bag of tricks that you need there. Because they run a lot of eight-man drop, too. Like He does a lot of different stuff, Jay-Z. Yeah. That's one of the guys that I'm looking at the closest. This he looks spring. good, too. Mitchell Big. Mel- Not Jack, but Mitchell Melton. Because what you need in this defense is positional versatility. and You need to be able to do multiple things to get on the field because there's a lot of guys for a few different spots. And so when you talk about Mitchell Melton. Only a couple holes, a yeah. lot of dudes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, You're absolutely right, partner. You're absolutely right. So when you look at a guy who's a linebacker, can play defensive end, but you know has that versatility to do a couple different things really well, if he can come back from that, from that injury last year and fill a need for this team, you know we need a guy right now. Mitchell Melton could do multiple things. He can plug and play type of guy. I think he's got a chance to make some noise this spring. I don't know if it's going to happen exactly this spring. He might have to take it into camp, but – it's a good starting spot for him this spring. I like Kate Stover in that role, too. We'll see what happens. Good competition in a lot of spots. Uh, a lot more spring ball coming for them. 13 practices once they get back from spring break. We're going to take a quick break as well uh, here on Roost- at Roosters for Letterman Live. Talk a little bit about basketball when we come back as the brackets are out and what to expect from Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes. We are at Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. This is Letterman Live. Stay with us. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun casual joint. But the truth is, it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face. And the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision Engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, welcome back into Roosters for Letterman Live. We're back just like Tom Brady. What a long hey, retirement that was. How about that? Wasn't you drawn out though. Hey, listen. I'm you back. think he just wanted like a vacation? Like, couldn't I, he have asked? Well, I things? think he had to do that because Schefter came out and jumped a gun and said, "Hey, he's retiring." And then he so kinda, he wanted like, to help Schefter. Well, he could have like, ruined, got wrong, pushed ruined his career. He's they're, like, they're both Michigan guys. Michigan like, well, man, Bob. Maybe I should retire, and he just says, "All right, yeah, I'm going to do well, it." Okay. I think part of it too is. I think he honestly probably wanted to retire. Like in his mind, the idea of retirement sounded great, you know. And then you start realizing how you ended the season, had that massive mm-hmm. comeback, and fall a little short. Yep. You realize, like, I just threw for more yards than any other time in my career. Could have been the MVP. Could have been MVP. <clears throat> At like, Forty-four years old. That's pretty wild. I mean, in the last eight years, he's oscillated between winning a Super Bowl and then getting bounced in the playoffs. In the playoffs yeah. So it's an even year. So it's up for another. <laughs> it, wor- it works out very well that he might be back to winning. So he had Super like Bowl. six weeks to do all that math. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he honestly well, he saw sat a meme back. on Instagram. He's like, oh, I should go back. And well, play. I think he just sat back and was like, you know, what am I, what am I doing? You know, like I'm sitting here, I'm hanging out with the kids, the family. Hey, you know, like let's just go through the football. Let's just go through the football. You know, and his son's like, Dad, I'm not drunk. Like let's quit doing that. Like, nope, let's just throw the football. It'll all be good. And eventually, like, I can still do this. That's the biggest thing. Like mm-hmm. I can still do it. And I still have a desire because usually either the desire goes very few times does the mm-hmm. desire go and you can still physically do it. Usually it's you want to still do it. Mm-hmm. The desire's there, but you just physically can't get over the hump. That's the main issue. And so if you're Tom, like you've got a good team, viable squad, they're restructuring guys. And like Albert yeah. Breer said, he's like, you know, he's, he's a great Buckeye, great Buckeye reporter. And it's like we probably should have realized when they restructured Vita Vey last week and then also franchise tag Godwin, like that there was a chance that this mm-hmm. was going to come back because you're not going to, like, it's like the Packers. You're not franchising Devontae Adams if Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back. Right. And so you want to make sure you have the dudes for your main dude. Yeah. And then they had him. Brady was out there talking to Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> so you're done, right? You're finished, right? Mm. Oh, I don't do. Mm. not. I, should I tell you? Like the cameras kind of just. I feel like he should have looked. It should have been like an old school '80s end where he like blinks and it's like a star and it's just that cuts <laughs> cut the tape and it's over. Hey, exactly. Would have been fantastic. Ronaldo breaking news. Yeah, I mean the guy can do it all. Two handsome dudes, by the way. I mean, and a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of trophies. A lot of. And I think they've. Championship. I think they've. Probably spent some time with attractive females as well. Do you think he – oh, for (laughs) sure. a little bit. Do you think Brady and Ronaldo spoke in any Portuguese together? Because isn't Ronaldo Portuguese? He is. is. And 
given the fact that Giselle is Brazilian, I'm assuming that Portuguese is her native tongue as well. Well, so the, with two native Portuguese tongues and Tom's tongue in the middle, do you think mm, there was any Brazilian Portuguese and get tongue tied? Portuguese and Portugal are not the not the same. Now maybe at one point it was. Yep, <laughs> it's not not anymore. <laughs> I mean, the dialects have separated. <laughs> well, it. it's one, like Mex- Spani- point. Mexican Spanish versus like Spanish Spanish or any other <laughs> South American country outside of Brazil. Yeah, I'll let people tell us in the comments or the message board how wrong I may be about that. But I, oh, I'm sure there's dialect. Like, Coach, have you ever listened to somebody talk hey. from <laughs> New Orleans or well, Baton Rouge yeah. and someone from Jersey? Allie and I, I mean, were, Allie and I were trying to learn it when we went to Brazil for the World Cup, and we did some of the you know classes and the videos to learn the Portuguese. Like, how cool? Not good. It, <laughs> like, like, they say it's one of the hardest languages. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. We, I'm, I don't know. We got through maybe – we were talking about elementary. We got through maybe the first lessons, and I'm like, I'm too old to be doing this. Like That was 2014. I don't know. I don't. I don't think my brain I mean, is capable of this. I'll tell you this: like even playing in the NFL, we would have guys that would come in from like LSU and Ole Miss that were like deep rural <laughs> South, like from small <laughs> towns. And then we had uh, Ben Graham, who was from Australia, who was a, like I needed to be the interpreter for both of these people to have a conversation, <laughs> like a central dialect that I could pick up enough of the <laughs> the Australian English and enough of like the deep South English, and then be like, this is what he's actually saying. Like, what the heck is he? What language? I'm like, that's English. Both of you are speaking English, some version of it, <clears throat> although it is dramatically different. Oh yeah. So I'm sure that there is that element with Portuguese and other languages. But they yeah, probably do, and maybe they should have. Then we would have all got tipped off that Brady was coming back. Who's to say? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about Portuguese on the show this week, but that's Yeah, I didn't that's why I didn't do any research on that one. How do you best. say roosters in Portuguese? Ooh, that's a good one. Roosters, it's a proper noun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Friday at twelve fifteen. Hey, go Bucks. Chris Holtman. I think it's a must-win game. Versus I know there are some G. people who don't agree with my assessment. Must-win for what? To advance? Absolutely, yes. it is. Well, yes. Because if win you don't win, you, you survive in advance. You're saying a must-win to Martin. survive. I think now he's not going to be fired. I know that, but you want him to be. And I don't. I'm not even saying that he should be. We've talked about the expectations. We had that conversation two weeks ago. What do you want out of the basketball program? If he's giving you that, fine. You know, just say that you want to be. A fringe top 25 team, a seven seed, as long as you get in the tournament, is fine. You know. The thing was, two weeks ago, I kn- yeah. they were like a four seed. <laughs> mm-hmm. and like with a chance, Trending the other way. With a yeah. chance to win. They just beat Illinois with a chance to win the Big Ten regular season. And then I, life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> with some injuries. Yep. You lose a game you shouldn't lose. Next thing you know, you're one and four in your last five games against really mm. – Teams that you probably should have been four and one against. Bad competition. Three of the four worst teams in the Big Ten. And I know they're hurt. That's part of the conversation. When, when, when people are criticizing my feelings about this game, saying, well, you know, he's, he's dealing with all these injuries and you know, th- this roster has this limitation and that limitation. Well, who, no one, who uh, built it? I mean, well, you know, I understand that they're hurt. I think part of it, too, is that with the expectation of Seth Downs and Justice Suing being able to play and then them not being able to give you anything this year. Right. That factors into the roster construction a little bit of like, uh, we're not going to bring in somebody to replace kind of what those guys mm-hmm. do, because hopefully they'll be able to give us something. We're not asking for a ton, not suing, yes. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you pull collectively like 35 minutes of action out of a game, and you're like, okay, this is something now that <clears throat> we thought by February we'd be able to have a little more clarity with. Yeah. And again, so I'm not suggesting that Chris Holtman 
should be fired, and I know that he will not be. I think that if there's a contract extension, which I believe that there is, sitting somewhere on Gene Smith's desk, I don't think if he doesn't win on Friday that you take the top off of that pin, put the ink on the paper, and say this guy absolutely has earned a contract extension. I don't think he needs one, for starters. If you're okay with giving him another year, which that's fine. If people that feel strongly about that, that's cool. How many years does he have left on his He day? goes that's through 25, right, Spencer? Yes. Through 25. So okay. what a – Three more years. What about this year puts, that's puts that extension yeah. on the deck? I mean, I, I don't care one way or the other, I guess, but I don't understand. Usually it's because you got the program in a direction that everybody likes. So you're going one, to one direction. It's one direction. There's, instead of, yeah, instead of multiple directions. There's a few different factors <laughs> here. So, like, the Big Ten champion, Iowa, lost a few pretty bad games this year. Mm-hmm. But at the right time, they're playing good basketball. Ohio State has lost some bad games this year, but at the wrong time they has been when they've lost those games. So there's the contrast there. Ohio State probably should have been a four seed or a five seed in this tournament based on if you beat Maryland. In the, the Big Ten in, tournament or the in, tournament in, tournament? NCAA tournament. Both. Okay. Because <clears throat> if you beat the worst team in the league, Nebraska, and one of the worst teams in the league without a sentient head coach uh, in Maryland, then you probably are a double buy. sentient head coach. <laughs> I love it. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so apparently they had a brain dead robot out there. <laughs> well, I've not plugged in. <laughs> not plugged in. I watched Danny Manning at Wake Forest in Maryland. He wasn't much better. Uh-huh. So you probably have a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. It's an extra day to get healthier, and then you might talk about winning some games, getting a three or a four seed in the Big Dance, and then you've got a pretty easy path to a Sweet Sixteen. Now, instead, you're a seven seed. You play a really good Loyola team. Then you have to play a really good Villanova team. Chris Holtman's had some success against them before. But, like, it's when you're – Throw the stats out there. It's when you're winning. Throw the stats out there, Chives. I'm – I said he was three or four and one against Jay Wright. Sounds good to me. Good enough for me, yeah. <laughs> Sold. I'm going to use that. We're not doing a live fact check. <laughs> I'm using that. It, yeah. <laughs> he's got some wins against Jay Wright. This is not a you know he's not a tough match. He's he owns more. he owns Jay Wright. That's, that's right. That's, that's gonna, what I read. That's all I've heard. <laughs> but anyways, like it's when your wins come, and it's how you're playing this time of year. And like I like to use Iowa as the comparison because Ohio State lost to Iowa in a makeup game in February. And from then on, Iowa started playing pretty good basketball. They really did. Went on to win the Big Ten tournament. And inversely, Ohio State has played some pretty poor They were basketball. a bubble team then. Like Absolutely. Fringe bubble team. And now you look at the directions of those two. Like If if that if the roles are reversed, we're talking about an extension for Chris Holtman. We're talking about a really yes. strong case for a Sweet 16 in March. Yeah. And, so and I it, could understand. It really like boils down to when your wins come in this sport. And it's really weird. You know, you try to compare it to the other sports that matter. Last like, 10 games? Yeah, it's it's one of those deals. And so it's this team beat Duke earlier this year. Did that happen? They have it did happen. And they can't. You can barely remember it. Coach K's so farewell tour. Yeah, it was. I mean, but they won that game, like, pretty felt pretty good about it. It wasn't like... Yep. Some sort of fluke win. I mean, right. buzzer beater nuts. Like they won that game, and you felt they played better. And Ohio State was the better team on that day. At least that's my <laughs> recollection of it. Now maybe I'm misremembering well, what happened. Chris Holtman has continued to bring that up. Like, <laughs> like has everyone forgot hey, about? You guys that? remember we beat Duke? Or for everyone who didn't turn in until <laughs> tune in until after the Rose Bowl, like, hey, uh, played Duke earlier the year. They're they're a two seed. We beat them. You guys might know Coach K. Like, he, he's pointed that out pretty frequently, and we know that Chris Holtman. For all of his, you know, I think what fuels him and his competitive drive is being slighted. What's his why? He keeps a night. He keeps a Manila envelope of like clips of criticism of him, of like the team, it. like I his preseason it. projections. Okay. And I used to think that that was kind of like 
kind of cool. You're not and then to I read like, the found myself in thing. it, and it's not so cool to be inside it. Well, <laughs> depends on what you're inside. Number Ooh, one, that's definitely a great point. Uh, number two, not a manila envelope. Then, I don't like to be yeah, inside. Well, that. maybe uh, if package. you weren't such a hater, then you know. But, do you think he's your? Do you think he wrote your he, name with <laughs> lipstick on a wall? And well, he's I going to guy. yeah, like Austin Ward. But like, what did you I say? Didn't, Austin? I didn't feel like what, what did I, you say? I didn't feel like what I said was that hot of a take or that controversial. So let's hear it. What did you say? I I started this column by saying he's not going to be fired, but most people didn't read it or care. My point is only about the extension, and that the problem is not Chris Holtman himself. I think he's done a good job, a fine job, a solid job, not a great job. But he's done the job that Ohio State seems to require of him, which, as I said earlier, is to be a fringe top 25 program, to win more than he loses, and to get in the NCAA tournament. He's done that every year. So if that is the measure of success, that's fine. But I think that that is, when you look at that athletic department down the road, I think it's the premier athletic department in the country. And they have every resource available, and every other program on campus is held to a championship or bust standard. I know that it's not fair to Every say. Program? I don't know. I, think, I mean, do we pay that much attention to all the other ones? Hey, women's. They, I mean, they Rifle wins every year. Now, I'm not wins. saying that they don't win, but do we care? Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not meaning that from a fan base perspective of paying attention and demand that lacrosse is good. But when Gene Smith is evaluating that, when the president, when everybody else, I, I think if you have a couple bad years, they're going to make a change. If you don't win a championship ever. You know, that's happened with women's basketball, women's ice hockey, and they made really good hires, and look what happened. Mm-hmm. They're number one in the country. They had a packed, you know, ice rink over the weekend. They're going to the Frozen Four. I know, so it's not fair, I know. Football and basketball are not the same. When you lose one time in football, you don't win a championship, then the world is falling. You asked what I wrote, Bob. I, I just think that the standards for Ohio State basketball – you're asking what basically – what are the standards? That's I don't know what they are. Yeah. And if you think that what Chris Holtman did this year – merits a contract extension no matter what happens on Friday. I think that that says more about Ohio State, potentially more about Gene Smith, more about the athletic department and what they expect of basketball than it does Chris Holtman because he's he's done nothing to merit being fired. I just don't look at what he's done and say, that's what everybody else on campus is expected to do. Is he going to win a national championship? I really don't think so. Is he going to get to a you final? You don't think he'll ever, uh, ever win a championship? I don't here? think he'll win a national championship. He hasn't got even to the second. How could I know that? He's never even been to the second weekend of the tournament. His fifth year. But he also had never lost in the opening round until he got to Ohio State. And that's, again, like, all that stuff is fine. You put it on on a piece of paper, and you can say, well, they're hurt this year. So if if they lose on Friday, I get it. Like Kyle Young, Zed Key, and people that want to justify that. I don't have any problem with that. He's in a situation that's really unique, and it's hard to evaluate because you don't know what Ohio State truly cares about this program and what they want it to be. But if they sign an extension for that, then they're telling you explicitly, we don't think that this program has to win a national championship. And that's what I think is the problem. I wouldn't say that uh, – I don't think that he could win a national title here. I thought that would win one, and sometimes you get unlucky. I think somebody can win a national <clears throat> title here. That's why I think – I mean, they haven't won one since 1960. Fred Taylor was the last dude to do it. Get to the Final Four, and then it's all – yeah, that's why when they you, hang banners for Final here, Four. Here's not, the here's the reality. National when you have a Final Four team, you have to make the Final Four. They don't have a Final Four team this year. Absolutely, it, they need to make the second round because they have a second round team this year, and so you need to get there. You beat Nova and Jay Wright, and all of a sudden this conversation changes dramatically. Well, and I put that in there as well. Like he may, 
EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham, like those those guys are good enough. When they get hot, they can win one, two. They can get to the second weekend, mm -hmm. and then I then this conversation is out. That's why I said it's a must-win game. This team should win in the first round, and then you can say, well, he's got it on track, and he's got the recruiting <coughs> class coming. You don't want to make. Well, that's what I was going to bring up the the recruiting class. If it's as good, it's one of the top ones in the country, yeah. and so. You follow Buckeye recruiting basketball more than I would, but just looking at all that and seeing it. I like, definitely don't, but Spencer well, does. Chives, Yes, Chives does. And so looking at that, I'm like, all right, so if these guys are as good, if Malachi Branham stays for another year, which it looks like that, I mean, he played great, but it, did, it wasn't like he went on that 25-point scoring streak for the last eight games. If he stays and you pair those guys, him with those guys, like, all right, then you have some veterans uh, that are staying as well. Like, it seems like it should be a pretty good situation. But I, I, it's tough, too, like – Managing your roster in basketball, and football was like this a little bit with the COVID years. Like, it's been ridiculously difficult. Right. Who's staying? Transfer mm -hmm. portal guys leaving. COVID years, trying to figure out who's on scholarship, who not, who's not. I mean, there's been a lot of things that they've had to deal with, and I'm not making an excuse for that. Mm -hmm. They need to win this game. Like, and that's the reality of it. And I think Chris Holtman would tell you the same thing. And I don't think you should be fired if he loses it. Next year, you start asking the question: Okay, if these guys are as good as they say, we should be a top three or four team in the big time. Yeah, and with you, that second weekend. Yeah, slow play that and just see how this weekend goes. And then, hey, we're giving you another chance. You have a nice recruiting class coming in. You might have some pieces coming back. See how next year goes. If we're in the same boat at this time next year, yeah. I think you, I think you'll hear more people saying we, we might need to go in a different direction. Before last year, Holman had never lost in the round of 64. And yeah, then, you're allowed to call it the first round now. Yeah. They, they gave up on that one. So it was the he had never lost in the first round. <laughs> so – that was part of his resume was this guy wins first-round games. Historic upsets are historic because there's only been nine times ever that a two-seed's lost to a 15-seed. Well, you're part of that now. And that it, it happened. It's there an upset. a two-seed last year? Mm -hmm. And you can – We were hot. The bandwagon was hot coming off the Big Ten tournament Look, last year. Duke, Duke lost in the first round as a two-seed. Michigan did. State, there's some yeah. – you're It's, it's going to happen. It's weird I mean, to say, but you're in is. some elite company there. Really yeah, good teams. Is that the right type of elite company? <laughs> that's, not, really, that's not where you want to be. But what I'm saying is really good teams. You know, good lose. programs, yes. not good teams. And so you can excuse it if you get back to your winning ways in the first round this year. But you need to get back there or else it becomes a trend. And so I think that's the biggest thing. And now you got to go against – a really good Loyola team that you're not guaranteed. And sister, uh, what's her name? Sister, sister Jean. Jean. Yeah, Sister Jean. Yeah. You go against a 102-year-old nun, and all bets are off. That's right. You guys think they'll win on Friday? I think they need to bring out some Ooh. sort of like voodoo witch doctor serpent and slice its head off on the field <laughs> and have Chris drink some blood before That's, the game. Wow. That sounds right to me. <laughs> I mean, you gotta yep. fight. You've got to fight good with evil. That's right. And that's what I'm holding. You gotta be a wild. It's gotta be a wild card. No, you gotta be a wild card. That's a Vladimir Putin. You gotta fight good with evil, and maybe, maybe Chris Oldman would be better served as being the heel. He's such a nice guy, but maybe he would be just, better as the heel. Just start opening up the the Manila envelope. Be like, let's talk about it. This guy, uh -uh, hate him. done. Right, get there. him out of here. Done. That's it. Listen, listen, their time is over. That's right. Listen, my time Jean, is now. You. Oh no! Done some really Don't good do things. it to sister. Sister Jean, I'm curious 102. where this is going to go. Done some really good is she 102? Yeah. 
Is she really 102? I knew she was old. Guys wanted to take your heel turn and bring Sister Jean. No, it's like, hey, listen, Sister Jean, we love you. You're a great part of March Madness. Except we need to beat you in the first round. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're going home from Pittsburgh early. That's what. That's what it's got to be. Trash talk, Sister Jean. Now that would be better. Trash talk. I love. Yeah. Well, Chris Holman's. He's (laughs) He's a nice guy. I don't think he's going to really say too much. But I would hope he wouldn't say anything too. He's an elite. Listen, ma'am. I'm going to beat your team on Friday. (laughs) I'm going to do everything I can to beat your team. But I'll say seven Hail Marys to get over it. I had a friend one time. I don't know where this is going. This one, it should be good. Who once when we were Bob, once, once, when, once when we were prepared teammate as well. Hey, okay. You know him, Justin. Oh boy. Once he we were preparing for Notre Dame in the bowl game. And all week he kept saying blank touchdown Jesus. And I'm like, that's not a good thing to do, okay? Like whether your level of religion or not, I mean like it's just probably not wise. And he tore his ACL on the opening kickoff at the bowl game. Mm. Joel Penn? <laughs> no. And it was, I'm like, that may have been coming for you. So when I was joking, really? it's a little, little bit more of a joke. Yeah, think about who <laughs> the guy was. And he tore his ACL, and it was the last time he ever played football <laughs> his senior year. So there we go. Don't mess with touchdown Jesus. Or Sister Jean. Or Sister well, Jean. Or Sister Jean. Yeah. <laughs> take everything back. That's right. I know who is going to win. We won't pr- we'll, we'll not predict Ohio State right now. We'll let the week play out. But tomorrow night in Dayton. Ooh, are you going? Absolutely. Hey. I will be there. The Wyoming, what are they, the Cowboys? Wyoming Cowboys against the Indiana Hoosiers. Oh. Big time matchup. What do you think? I'm so excited to go. I really wish that Indiana wasn't the opponent because, not because I don't think Wyoming won't win. I think they will win. But they drove up up the price uh, on the secondary Uh. market instantly. So, it's a little bit more expensive than I would have wanted to pay for a first four game, but when it's your uh, squad, it's my squad, when they come this close in the NCAA tournament, uh, Allie and I are actually going to – here's how lucky I am. Our anniversary is on Saturday. Like, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, hmm, maybe we should go to Dayton on a Tuesday night Ooh, and watch basketball. Heck yeah. So we're great. So – I hit the jackpot there. That's what we're doing for our anniversary celebration. Good for you. It'll be Appetizer Tuesday in here, so everybody mm, wants to come watch sticks. Wyoming and the Hoosiers. There are roosters in Dayton. Well, Appetizer Tuesday could be. Well, it depends on what side of 75 you're on, isn't it? Didn't say that I you know, wasn't going to take part myself as a part of the pregame festivities, but 9 o'clock Tuesday night, maybe Oof. some mod sticks down late, the hatch beforehand. Late game. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, good for you. Lots of time to get drunk beforehand. Lots of time. I said, what time do you want to leave? I said, 9 a.m. Let's go. <laughs> yes. We'll be there all day. I don't think we're going to get to take a tour of the uh, – Apparently we have jobs. The airplane place. stop at Yellow Springs Brewery. Uh, I think Warped Wing is down there. You can go – I'll be at Warped Wing. Say hi to Couple Dave others. Chappelle. Yellow Springs. So, can't wait for that. Good uh, for NCAA you. tournament is here. You can watch it starting tomorrow night, but Thursday, Friday at 12.15, come into Roosters, watch the Buckeyes and Loyola – and Sister Jean and Chris Holtman in a must-win game. Must. Roosters has always got you taken care of. It's a fun casual joint. NCAA tournament is here. Spring ball, spring break will be over. The Buckeyes will be back on the practice field next week. We're going to talk about it all when we get back in here to the Letterman Lounge for Letterman Life. That's Jay-Z, Bob Chives. I am Austin Ward. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.